Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Man was not made for the earth. The earth was made for man to fill and subdue. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. You know, we talk about leadership in context because truth is the context and the church is God's vehicle. And as usual, I want to talk to you about something very important. I would never do these podcasts if I didn't think what I was saying was very important. But this is very relevant to some things that are happening in the world. I want to read one verse of scripture to you and launch off of that. In Genesis one twenty-seven, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So he says, Multiply, fill, subdue, and rule. To have a proper biblical worldview, one of the things you must understand is that man was not made for the earth. The earth was made for man. The earth is here to serve the purpose of God in subduing the earth and taming it. That's why we pull weeds. That's why we channel water. That's why we build shelters. We're subduing the earth. That's why we're irrigating deserts. We're subduing the earth. That's why we domesticate animals. That's why we raise livestock. We are subduing the earth, and that is a righteous thing to do because God said it is a righteous thing to do. And there is a great clash in world's views when people suggest that the earth is greater than humanity that the earth is a personality, i.e. Mother Earth. See, that's a great tactic, to identify the earth with something that most people love, their mother, is a great Madison Avenue marketing scheme to Mother Earth. And today we are in a crisis, really, that we have got to understand regarding Mother Earth. There is a war going on in Europe because many of the nations of the world are dependent on Russia's oil because they won't drill for their own oil because they don't want to contaminate the earth. When the Biden administration was recently questioned on this, they said, well, we have a long-term goal. In other words, People can die so that we won't get any oil on the ground. Uh, By the way, where does oil come from? Oil comes out of the earth. Eh, I don't think there should be a big problem about putting it back into the earth. But in a few days, actually, when you listen to this podcast, I will be on my way to the Ukrainian border. I will be on my way there with Pastor Steve Crombie, We will go into Romania, and then we will go to the two areas, different areas of the Romanian border right now, where hundreds of thousands of Ukraines are seeking uh, help, 
seeking a place. I spoke to a Romanian pastor the other day who said their sanctuaries are full of Muslims and Christians and Jews and anybody who needs a place to sleep and needs something to eat until they can figure out what to do. Remember, the Romanian you know, government does not have a lot of resources. It's not as prosperous as the Ukraine was. It's not as prosperous as Poland next door is. And so likewise, the Romanian church definitely has its challenges and they're doing all they can do. And so we want to be there because we believe God has called us to be there. These Ukrainian people, they're desperate and they only want a place to live. They only want to go somewhere to protect the life of their children. They're they're fleeing, uh, you know, an impending death sentence if they stay there. And their only crime is having a nationality that is not Russian. And it seems like most of the world think that's worthy of a death call. And it's, it's not worth uh, so-called disturbing our environment uh, about. Uh, you know, the Ukrainian people understand tyranny maybe as much or more than any other uh, piece of geography on this planet. You know, Hitler murdered at least 1.6 million Ukrainians, mostly by firing squad. Some of the biggest mass graves in the world ever discovered were in the Ukraine. Uh, Stalin, likewise, did the same thing, you know, uh, the Ukraine is uh, one of the richest natural pieces of geography in all the world. It was called the breadbasket of Europe, and it fed millions. Uh, and it has great resources, great mines, great natural resources. It has a great it has a great port that some of the smaller nations around it, like Romania and Moldavia. They depend on that port. They depend on a good relationship with the Ukraine uh, for imports and exports. If that, And that's one of the first things Putin went after, by the way, was shutting down that port. That was the first thing they actually succeeded in doing. And uh, they can bottleneck that whole part of Europe. They, they can do economic warfare. They can control people. They can beat people into submission because they won't be able to make a living. Uh, you know, there's a classic work. Uh, by the name, the title of the book is called Red Famine, and it chronicles Stalin's hatred of the Ukraine people. You know, I was arrested in the Ukraine in 1986, and I had traveled through much of the Soviet Union up to that point. And it was evident to me, even before I was arrested, that there was a special hatred for the Ukraine people. You could see that, you know, the Soviet military was the local police in the Soviet Union. The military and the police were the different departments, but they were the same force of people. And how they treated people and the oppression of the church. During that time, more Ukrainians were locked up and thrown in jail than any other area that I was aware of or that I was in. And there's been this long-term prejudice against the Ukrainians, uh, Ukrainians, maybe because they just resisted more. And, and the reason they're resisting now more is they understand what tyranny looks like. People say, well, why don't you, know, why don't you just come up with a negotiation? They don't want to live under tyranny. Their grandfathers and, and their grandfather's father gave their life to protect their families and children, and, and they don't want to go through with it again. 
you know, the Ukraine is still rich in all its resources. It's still a main thoroughfare to Europe. And uh, Russia wants control over this very, very strategic piece of real estate. Uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is the Ukraine probably uh, was the leader in religious liberty in the former Soviet republics. There was probably more religious liberty in the Ukraine than in most of the other Soviet republics. As just two years ago, the current president in 2020 prohibited local governments from making churches register in the Ukraine. Did you know that? You know that some of the largest gospel-preaching churches in all of Europe, you know where they're located? They're located in the Ukraine. Uh, when I was there, uh, there was something that really struck me. In almost every church I preached in, uh, there were converted Jews. There's a high, there's historically always been a high percentage of Jewish people in the Ukraine. And there still is today. And during even those Soviet times back in the early 80s, the Ukraine church was very active in evangelizing Jews. And in almost every congregation I went into, there were converted Jews who loved Jesus. And they're still doing the same thing. You know, my dear friend, Ivan Lubchenko, who's gone to be with the Lord now, he was born of Polish parents. Uh, but he grew up in the Ukraine, and he spent 25 years of his life in the Russian gulag for preaching the gospel, three separate jail sentences. He's the gentleman that asked me a life-changing question when I was there, is our church more American or more Christian? That was a, that was a, a watermark on my life. That was a moment of catharsis for me to really have to answer that question. Were we, were we more patriotic or we, were we more kingdom? So, you know why I'm going back to the Ukraine? Because of those things. Because there are precious people there. There is a viable church there. There are authentic people there. These are God's precious people. These are part of his bride that he loves. And after all, Jesus said this, As much as you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. These are the least of these. There are many women that are never going to have husbands again. There are many children who are never going to have their fathers again, and we need to be in a place to strategically help them. Now, fortunately, we have good Romanian contacts, and these Romanian churches are already, with very limited resources, doing a great job. But I want to have boots on the ground. I want to go to the border. I want to be with some of these pastors and see what they're doing. I want to pick out the churches that are doing the best job possible. I want to form an alliance with them where we can funnel resources to them. They're totally accountable. And I want to be able to send teams to them, ministry teams, medical teams, teaching teams, uh, all kind of teams to help them. Listen, we're going to be years into this project. You need to know that. We're going to be years into helping these people. And we're not just doing humanitarian work, although that in itself is viable and, and worthy. But these Romanians are hard at it preaching the gospel. And fortunately, there were many Ukrainians already living in the Ukraine who still speak their mother tongue, and they're part of the Romanian church, so they're able to preach to these people in their mother tongue, in what we call their heart language. So that always goes a long way. Uh, I would really covet your prayers. 
And, and, and you need to understand, uh, yeah, Putin is, is not a good guy, and the Ukraine is not the most perfect place in the world. It has its share of problems. But really what this boils down to is a slap in God's face. It's saying that the earth is not big enough, the resources of the earth are not great enough, and that God uh, is not smart enough to sustain his people. And we're feeding the Russian war machine by placing uh, what we consider to be environmental issues above the life of people. Now, I'm going to address some of those environmental issues in the next podcast, but I'd like you to really listen to this. I'd like you to pray for us, and if you'd like to help these people, uh, you're going to give it through me. I, I, I'm going to hand this money off personally. We're going to do this the right way. You can go to the NRP webpage and just make the greatest donation you can. Just think, what would you want someone to do for you if you were in this situation? If you had loved ones there, and you do, you have brothers and sisters in Christ there. And I'm going to take uh, everything we can take with us. Uh, Pastor Steve Crombie's going with me. We're going to search out the land. We're going to develop some great uh, strategic alliances, and we're going to do something for the kingdom that I believe will be a legacy, and I want you to be a part of that. Please consider helping me. Pray for me. Pray for our safety, for our wisdom, and for all the details of this trip. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Please share this with somebody. Today, Keith had a discussion about our responsibility to subdue the earth in relation to what is happening in the Ukraine. If you would like to give towards the partnerships being developed with pastors there right now, you can do so at nrpastors.com. Just click on the Give button and select Ukraine from the drop-down. All money donated will go directly towards the efforts. No overhead or even processing fees will be taken out of the donations given. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.